Welcome to the Mind Over Matter podcast with Heather Hakes, where mindset is everything. Thank you for joining me for today's episode. If you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe and share this episode with your friends. This podcast was created to help open your awareness to the truth of who you are, a limitless being. You are worthy and deserving of an abundant and prosperous life. It's time to peel back the false beliefs and remember who you are, light and love. For additional resources or to contact me directly, please visit my website, heatherhakes.com. Again, that's heatherhakes.com. Without further ado, let's dive into today's episode. Welcome to episode number 375. In today's interview, we're discussing levels of consciousness and how it's time to wake the fuck up. Welcome to today's interview. I brought on Carrie Triffitt. Carrie, welcome. Thank you. Please give listeners a little background. Where do you live and what do you do? I live on a farm in the south of England. And what do I do? I do this. I write books, I teach, and I farm. <laughs> I garden. Well, and I would love to know, because you shared with me, you, you practice Buddhism for 20 years, and I've had several guests on in the past talking about A Course in Miracles, and those have been part of your journey and your path. Mm-hmm. But I would love for you to share what took you on those to study those and where are you at today? Mm. Well, um, I, my life was kind of a mess, and I was not looking for spirituality <laughs> at all. <laughs> Um, this goes way back, like to the 1980s. I was a club kid. I was very hip, you know, and um, I, uh, 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 my best friend inexplicably turned into a Buddhist one day, and I just thought that was insane. Um, but when he showed me his Buddhist altar, I, that was the first time that I heard an inner voice, and it said, long time no see. And there were these waves of sparkling joy that came out of the altar when he opened it up. And I thought it was the altar talking, you know, what do I know? And so I said, okay, I'm going to do this Buddhist thing too. So that was how I became a Buddhist, but I loved that practice and I did it for 20 years. And uh, that voice, that inner voice spoke to me um, every once in a while. It would say a sentence or two in a key moment. Um, but I, I wasn't, weirdly enough, I wasn't curious about the nature of it. I, it was just, it was just there, you know, never mentioned it to anybody. I thought that would be weird that I'm hearing voices, you know, or a voice. And uh, then I had this really potent, really potent awakening, my first awakening in 2005. And uh, shortly after that, uh, the voice pulled me out of my Buddhist practice, which was very shocking. My whole identity was that, like, what am I if I'm not a Buddhist? And, um, and gave me this rapid fire education of, of other kinds of spirituality, because I knew nothing about anything except Buddhism in terms of spirituality. And at the end, it took, it took about a year. And at the end of that year, um, it, it sort of primed me for A Course in Miracles because I was not the type to be interested in A Course in Miracles at all. And, um, and, but I was excited about the course. It felt really alive and really juicy and really deep to me. And, uh, and I began to, uh, and I was writing a book because the voice told me that I would be writing books. And, um, 
and showed me a picture of Eckhart Tolle standing on a stage talking to people. So I was horrified by the whole idea because I was incredibly afraid of the spotlight, incredibly shy, and just did not want to be seen. Mm -hmm. And so a different person completely from this one who's talking. Pardon the interruption. If this content is resonating with you, I want to offer you some additional resources. Check out my website, heatherhakes.com, and take the free life assessment. This is a great tool to take inventory in life where you're feeling in alignment and abundant and where you're simply feeling stuck, stressed out, or as someone recently emailed me, completely ruining their life. I've also created a self-study course all about mindset and manifesting. Again, check out my website, heatherhakes.com, and click on course. Finally, if you are ready to deep dive and really transform your life, I offer one-on-one -on -one coaching. I will teach you what has taken me years and tens of thousands of dollars to learn in which you can start implementing right now. To learn more and schedule your free strategy call, visit heatherhakes.com forward slash coaching. Now back to regular programming. And, um, and it was quite an interesting uh, journey writing that book because the book, yeah, I was told that the book would be my journey, my spiritual journey. So like all of my dirty laundry, all of my shame, all of my weirdness, things that I had never spoken out loud to anybody ended up in this book. And I, and I was like arguing with the voice. I did everything that that voice said to me over the years. That, that really has been my only constant, has been following this inner guidance wherever it takes me. And so I didn't think twice when it said, I thought it was loony, you know, just crazy when it said, you're going to write books. But but I did it, I began to do it. And I began to like be in interviews and all of these frightening things and teach. Um, yeah, I completely forgot where I was going there with that. <laughs> well, I think, I think it's important to know on this. I think a lot of, especially spiritual teachers talk about, um, and Gabby Bernstein, I, I used to follow her quite a bit, but it, in the beginning, she called it her ing, her inner guidance. Mm. And we, I believe we all have it. And I think it speaks to us differently because that's how we're going to pay attention. And for me, it's not necessarily a voice. For me, it's more a feeling or I literally get these nudges and I don't always understand them, but I follow them. And as an example, I remember when I wrote my first book, I never thought I was going to write a book. And for me, it was very therapeutic. I, I hear you there. But I was literally on a flight from Thailand to Bali, an eight hour flight. And this is when it's like, oh, it's so important to surrender to life. But eight hour flight, we couldn't have, for whatever reason, no electronics. So we couldn't have our phone, no music, nothing. And there was no TV. I was like, what the hell am I going to do for eight hours? And I got this nudge. It was just this, I guess it was sort of a voice. I don't know, but to get out my laptop. And anyway, that ended up, it just flowed right through me and I couldn't stop typing. And, and that's how my book began. And I didn't know I was writing a book. That same thing happened to me a month later. And that's when I was like, oh, I'm writing a book. And also <laughs> these nudges have, have been, you know, in traffic, which direction to turn? Or um, there's been times 
literally I was going to go to one gym and, and I got this nudge. No, I needed to go to this other gym. And I ended up meeting a guy and going on a date. And so I've had all these crazy experiences. And also I believe my intuition talks to me through, I get it a lot through like animals or insects or, or things crossing my path because I am triggered to, Oh, Google it. What's that symbolism? What does that mean? And there's always a message in it for me. So I I just want to share for those listening that it might be a voice. It might be that nudge. And it's always, it's always like this very soft whisper, Mm -hmm. right? Versus the ego is very loud and that kind of manic feeling. No, there are really an infinite number of ways that it can come to you. If you open up to the possibility that you are receiving higher wisdom, yeah. it, can, it, it, whatever it is, the universe is excited to bring it to you. You know, there, there was a period of time that very solid about six months where I got it through pop tunes. And it wasn't necessarily ones I heard on the radio, although occasionally it was. It was most often I would, I would hear because I'm mainly clear audience, I do get pictures, but, but I'm ma- hearing seems to be how it mostly happens. Well, actually not anymore. It happens a lot of different ways, but in the beginning it was all hearing. And, uh, and I would very clearly hear just a single line from something or two mm-hmm. lines and the very clear feeling, I need to go Google this because often it was a song that I didn't know. I didn't know any of the words to, or I wasn't into Fleetwood Mac or whoever it was, you know, and I would read the, the lyrics online and just get chill after chill after chill about knowing exactly what was meant by it. So yeah, you open up to it and it's amazing what comes. Everybody does have it. Yeah. They do. Well, and I'm curious, I don't know a lot about Buddhism. And since you studied it for 20 years, what are some high level or key principles that Buddhism teaches? <laughs> Not that simple. Well, there's just, yeah, there are so many different forms of Buddhism. Um, basically, the, I would say the, in, in many ways, it's sort of like the, the pre-Abraham, pre-secret manifestation is the... Um, the form that I was practicing. Um, I didn't know that, not actually none of those things were really out in the public at that point, but the simultaneity of cause and effect that when you make a cause in the world that the effect is already born and they're like two sides of the same coin. So it's sort of like instant karma, even though they don't, they tend not to show up at the same time so that we're not aware of it, but that you absolutely affect your environment with your, thoughts, your feelings, your, your emotions, your actions, your words, that all of that has a vibration mm. and, um, and all of that. And, and that, you know, it's all a great mystery. There's no uh, concept of God in Buddhism, um, but that d- your devotion to the mystery of actually the, the thing that I chanted for 20 years translates as devotion to the mystery of cause and effect through sound or sound vibration. The mystic law, devotion to the mystic law. What you're saying, cause and effect, my understanding from A Course in Miracles is that our mind is the cause of every effect in our life or quantum physics teaches. And maybe this is when we can get into frequency and vibration, but that if we understand every thought 
has a frequency, has a vibration, this whole like attracts like, and I think that's where the secret and law of attraction come in, but it's not some woo woo stuff out there. No, it's, it's it's science. Yes. (laughs) And actually, yeah. Can you go there? Can you explain more about this cause and effect and our frequency vibration creating our reality? Well, I am in no way a scientist. (laughs) So you're just getting me and my stuff, you know, but yeah, it's, it's all electromagnetism. We are electromagnetic beings. Everything in the universe is, and our thoughts are thoughts are things, you know, thoughts are tangible. They can be broken down into the same kind of electromagnetic pulses and frequencies as every other part of us are you know i i think we don't actually fully realize most of us just how potent our words are or our thoughts are that we kind of know how potent our actions are but all of it matters and all of it sends out its information into the universe and you know if you're going to take it back to quantum physics with the the wave and the particle you know, that everything is a potential, everything is a possibility as long as it's a wave. But then the moment that it collapses into particle form, you have form. So you have, I mean, we could be talking about infinite numbers of dimensions here as well, dimensional timeline possibilities. And this kind of does agree with what A Course in Miracles says when it says the script is already written, Mm. like your whole life is planned out well yes and (laughs) no because I mean yes it's true it's already written however there are an infinite number of scripts going on and you yourself get to choose moment to moment which the course does say you get to choose which dimensional timeline you're on how are you choosing through your thoughts your feelings your emotions your words your actions because you're sending it you're choosing by sending out your vibrational frequencies, your electromagnetic pulses into the universe, which are bringing back to you a match. Okay. So this, uh, and again, I'm very visual. This, when you were talking and sharing that, it made me think of two different things. Either A, the whole script is written. So like, but there's so many forks in the road because we have free will, right? Our choice, or kind of like a corn maze, we can go right or we can go left. And constantly we're going right or left every single day, every moment. Yes. And nobody can predict that for you. They can give you probabilities, but nobody can tell you exactly how it's going to turn out. That's funny. I literally yesterday to my mom, I was like, mom, I wish there was a crystal ball. I wish I could just see clearly how everything unfolds. I just want to, I'm so impatient. I just want to know. You are the crystal ball. (laughs) I know what it's like. Dang it. Okay. So I would love to talk more about how do we step into being this conscious creator because we are all creators. I think many people are asleep and I call it living by default, going through life's motions, the monotony. And I did it for years working in corporate. I, I bitched and complained. I was a hamster in a wheel. Mm but we can get off that wheel. We can get out of suffering. How do we do that? Well, there are levels and levels and levels of that. So you can get out of that by doing what you and I both did. You sort of sayonara, you know, you, you take a break, you leave that, that comfortable 
paycheck and you go and do something that makes you happy. And if, yeah. you know, something resonates in the spiritual realm and you start to practice that or you devote yourself to meditation or whatever your practice is, and you, it takes a certain amount of discipline. So the discipline is the choice to do that. And, and you do begin to find whatever you're looking for, right? But that's one level. And that's as far as that level can take us. And then there is the, the well, there isn't actually a staircase. <laughs> I'm not quite sure how you get, you know, to be able to embody the higher frequencies where uh, you are all choice, you are divinity, you are the universe itself, and you know yourself as that. You are, that's not an intellectual idea that sort of sounds cool. That is your, that's your only identity. You aren't a person. You still have a body. You still have a personal, a, you can still hold a conversation and have lunch with your family. You know, you haven't had a lobotomy, but you're not living from within. You're not like a person living inside your own head. You are everything okay. including this body and this thought system and this person so it's it's a it's a radically different way of living do you know what line and i love disney movies for this specifically because if you really watch disney movies and pay attention there's some deep stuff in there but mm -hmm. as an example from lion king something that really resonates with me is when simba's looking down in the pond remember he's forgotten who he is Mm. ran away because he felt guilty and shame, which is what we're all doing at a subconscious level, whatever. But from the sky, and this is where I would think of the universe, God source energy whispers down and says, remember who you are. And I asked you before we started recording, what is your billboard message for humanity? And what did you tell me? Wake the fuck up. <laughs> right. And, and I think, I think so much of this is simple but it's not easy. So how do we remember who we are, that we are this divine creator? We are unlimited. We have infinite potential and we're living in such a narrow perspective. Mm. Yeah. Well, you know, we are in the, um, I, I will just go there. We are in the final moments of a world that doesn't work that has it doesn't serve the light of humanity it doesn't serve human hearts it doesn't serve any of this you know we're just kind of drones going to work and paying the bills yeah. and all of that is um leaving all of that is ending and it's in a really uh awkward <laughs> phase let's say and there is a lot coming at each of us, again, electromagnetically, electromagnetic frequencies, EMFs coming from your computer, from your microphone, from your, you know, out of your wall sockets, from everything, 5G. Well, luckily, we don't have that yet, but we probably will. And many people do, you know. All of these EMFs, all of this uh, information coming out of your newscasts and whatever, you know, it's we're bombarded with uh, low frequency things that keep us sort of grounded more than we would ordinarily be. So we're being sort of tugged in two directions, even mm. if even if you're somebody who's not on a spiritual path, 
you're being tugged in two directions because the frequency of the planet and therefore your own is rising whether you like it or not. And so you are naturally clearing and letting go of old trauma, old stuff, old patterns, old shame, old shadows. That's what every single person would be doing and is doing, pardon me, is doing on some um, subconscious level all of the time right now because we have no choice. It's, it's actually what's happening. But at the same time, we're being absolutely bombarded with the, the stuff of the old world that isn't gone yet. So it's very, it's very taxing. And I think we need to give ourselves and each other a huge break for how hard it is and how exhausting it is. And, and um, it's just, it's very, very difficult to, to pierce that wall of dense, low electromagnetic frequency that's coming from um, all of the equipment and stuff and, and stuff that's out there in order to be open to these higher, lighter knowings of our own divinity that are naturally there, they're naturally here. And that's part of why being in nature is so important because everything has electromagnetic frequencies. Everything is electromagnetic, but nature's frequencies are natural. And so it will speak to the natural frequencies of you. And that's why we feel so nice and so quiet and so peaceful when you sit in front of a tree and just hang out, you know, Drawn to, yeah. the trunk, do something like that. And your own wisdom, your own everything, you're, it will soar, you know, it's so much more likely to come forward, no matter who you are. Well, and a word that came to mind while you were sharing that is like, we're all trying to sort through all this chaos. It feels very chaotic. And, and I, when I'm stressed or, or whatever, I feel tightness in my chest. And you're right. What I did yesterday is I, I went, I drove to Boulder and I needed to be in nature. And I, and again, that was an intuitive nudge. I needed to get out and walk and be in nature. And I feel so at peace in the mountains. I know a lot of people feel so at peace at the beach. And so wherever your peace is, go to it. And I love the the saying that nature is very grounding. And even if you could be barefoot and just sit mm. and be still, but something else that came to mind again, very visual while you were sharing all of that, it's, it's as though right now we're the caterpillar in the cocoon. It is dark. It is uncomfortable, but in order for us to prosper, to fly, to become this infinite that we are the butterfly, we have to get through this dark period and we have to break through to well, be free. Okay, since you're going with that metaphor, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's not just dark and cramped in there. You actually break down into caterpillar soup in order to be reformed mm. as a butterfly. So your identity and all the things you hang on to for safety and security, and this is how I know myself, all of that goes so that you get your wings and your whole the true beauty of who you are. But how do we let go of that identity? Because so well. many, right? So <laughs> many people are, are, you know what the, I, and this is actually a line from a course that you think you're, I'm paraphrasing, but that your stability and your source comes from paper money and, and gold coins. And I, this came to me in the last few weeks that the universe is my sugar daddy. I like to make everything more light and playful and fun because that feels good to me. So if I think of source energy, God, the universe as my sugar daddy, 
then that is having trust and faith. I will always be provided for that. I don't need to rely on this limited way of a paycheck, which a lot of people are stuck in. Well, the reason I think, apart from the fact that for unknown reasons, we've, we've agreed to, to live in a world that, that makes lack seem real when there is no evidence of lack in nature. Nature is incredibly abundant. Everything on this planet would be incredibly abundant, except for human civilization that we've decided that there's never enough of anything. So yeah. put that to the side. But if you can, you know, it goes very deep in its generations, many generations old, and it lives in your cells, the information that lack is real. Mm. And so when we act out of lack, then we get because of the way we are creators, you know, then we get evidence in our own personal life that lack is real. And then we go, oh my God, I knew it. And so we believe it even harder. And then we get even more evidence that lack is real. So it's really difficult for human beings, even when we know intellectually, to just step, uh, step out of that. It takes so much courage and commitment to even try you know, but you are right. The universe is not only a sugar daddy. We don't even have even that. Well, I would I would take it one step beyond that because you gotta play by the rules of a sugar daddy. You know, you have to you have to please mm. to make sure you get what you get. Okay. You are so completely of uh, abundance is what you are. So. In order for, all, for you to receive it, you just have to behave abundantly, which means you have this incredible, can you, yeah, you can see the, the sort of this, the, the flow, the giving and receiving, and the course talks about this, right? Giving and receiving are one. They're mm -hmm. all the same thing. So it's an unbroken flow. And it's a different kind of receiving than, you know, the secret and all that talks about because it has the earmarks of divinity to it and everything that appears is of an incredible win-win circumstance to it and things just get better and better now your part of that which is the scary bit is that you need to not hoard anything and give everything freely to all at all at once because you are part of that sugar daddy you are it and when you yeah. know that and when you're comfortable with that, and so you don't worry about what's in your bank account because you know it will be replenished. If not from the source that you expect it from, it'll come from over there somewhere, you know? Mm -hmm. And when you're absolutely trusting that, you're free, you're, you're amazing. And I, you know, I only touch, I go in and out of it. So I'm talking like I live in fantastic abundance. I live in fantastic abundance some of the time and the rest of the time I wake up in the middle of the night and go, Shit, you know? Yeah. Well, it makes me think that, you know, like life, we have access mm -hmm. to this free flowing abundance and we are the ones turning the, the faucet off always through our thoughts and, and whatever. So I, I would love to actually, I know we're going a little over, but if I could have you just a few more minutes, um, what really led me to you was an email my mom forwarded to me. And what you said in that email, I'd love for you to paraphrase it, but in, in a, a way Neville Goddard says it is that we are the writer, author, director, and producer of our play. Hmm. So I would love for you to touch on this email, share 
share what you wrote in that. And I just think it's so powerful that when we open ourselves up and understand that we are so much more than this limited perspective we're living in. Mm. Yeah, I was trying to give a hint as much as you can give in a single email of the um, the broader perspective of, of just how faulty, not just limited, <laughs> but how, how it's, you know, this should just about never be believed because it is only seeing from one perspective, from the perspective of the star and the producer and the, you know, the, the videographer and nobody else. And yeah. no matter what you think you are understanding about other people or about situations or whatever, it may look, I was using the example of another person in, in that email, you might think that you have very close, um, well, you would have a very close relationship, but, but that all, all of your values are the same. You know, you, you might share a lot of basic values, but the way you arrived at your values with all of your history, all of your funny little examples and shames and guilts and whatever, and all of your beliefs and all of your opinions and everything you've read and whatever is going to be very different from how that person has arrived at the same thing. So they are not going to see a, a fact in the same way that you see a fact, even if you both agree that that fact is the real fact, you know, you may or you may not, but you don't, neither one of you is more correct than the other. You're just seeing it and you're embracing the fact because it fits in with your pre-existing biases really. And so is the other person. So when you both see the fact, you might, and I was sort of, I was hinting at the COVID thing. I wasn't really, I didn't really mention it by name, but it's so tragic and heartbreaking to watch the way family members are torn from each other, friendships end over really this ginned up false argument over mask or no mask, you know, all of that stuff that's yeah. being promoted. And it, and my opinion on this is no more valid than your opinion on this, whether we agree or we disagree. So that was where that whole thing of, you know, I'm the star of my movie, you're the star of your movie, and they don't meet. Our two movies give this sort of simulation. That's where the simulation is. I'm a real person and you're a real person, but there's a simulation that we are interacting in the same movie. And that's what's not true. I, I, am, uh, I am an infinity experiencing life through this single point, and you are an, inf an infinity or the infinity, if you like, experiencing life through a completely different single point. And they don't, they don't match up. So facts are never true. The truth is infinite and pure and cannot be spun or manipulated or torn apart in pieces, it's whole. And when you know the truth, that's again, that's back to frequency, that's electromagnetism, that's you know it in every cell of your body, in your entire energy field. The truth is true and it's eternal and divine. And facts are just bullshit. Their opinions. So, I, I love the just to make light of it. It's opinions are like assholes. Everyone has one. Yes. But it also makes me think um, 
I think even just to sum that up, there are three sides to every story, yours, mine, and the truth. Mm. And I think if we could just see that, and I think that's when we need to release judgment, the need to be right. And mm. a lot of times I, I've gotten to the point, I would rather be happier than right. I will happily walk away from a quote argument or a heated conversation because you want to be right. I want to be right. And I'm just like, ah, no, because neither of us are right. You know, we're right from our perspective. Yes. I think the, the important thing to remember in those circumstances is the inherent underlying divinity of the other person. Yes. You, you are an amazing being. You are an incredible mystery of life. And right now you're pissing me off, but I'm going to go away and remember that I'm not right. Yeah. I'm just somebody who sees things from a particular angle. So that's what I meant about sitting up in the upper mm-hmm. balcony and watching with interest what's on the screen. I'm not, you know, intensely engaged in the action that's on the screen because that is fantasy. That is pain when you're, when you're caught up in the story of it. But when you can go, you know, I'm never right, actually. I've never been right in my life. <laughs> Nobody else is either. It's the nature of living inside this, you know, this single blinkered box that I'm in. I can't possibly know the, what's real, the full truth. I can't. So, you know. What, one phrase that helps me when I end my yoga sessions, I always say, and I can be doing it by myself at home, but I always end it with the light in me honors the light in you. And I just want to remember that. That's yeah. what we all are. So then I have a question because we've talked on a lot of things today and, and I want to know, you know, what you're most passionate about, but what is a key takeaway you want listeners to get from our conversation? <laughs> you said yeah. to wake the fuck up. up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I don't know. It, does it matter? You know what? They're going to hear what they want to hear based on yeah. their previous biases. You know, I I honor what everybody takes away from this, you know, enjoy your own journey and don't let anybody tell you how to have it. You, I guess that's the takeaway. You are divine right now. You are incredible right now. And the journey, if there is one for you, is in learning to, you know, the onion layers or removing the blocks to remembering that. And everybody's journey is different and don't be bullied. I love that. Well, I'd love to wrap up the interview. So I have a couple of rapid fire questions for you. Okay. The first one being, what is a quote or motto that you live by? <laughs> I have no idea. Is there a phrase you have or, or just a, you know, a, I have many on my wall, but just something that really resonates or helps you remember, connect back to that divinity. No. <laughs> okay. That's okay. What is a book you're currently reading or highly recommend? Ooh. Um, well, it's a book that I highly recommend to uh, people who are gardeners or in nature, actually, um, because it blew my mind and I really wanted to under, it really opened me up to nature in a completely different way. And it is called 
the Findhorn Garden story. All right. Final question for you. What advice would you give your younger self? Oh, God, sweetheart. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry so much. Yes. It'll all work out. That tends to be a common theme. <laughs> yes. Carrie, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you. It's been a blast. Thanks for tuning into today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe and share this episode with your friends. I'd love to connect with you on the social platforms. You can add me on Instagram at heather.hakes or subscribe to my YouTube channel, Heather Hakes. I'll catch you on the next episode.